because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. What's your wonderful news? Well... It's vacation time again, and I have purchased a beautiful hideaway where we can all relax and enjoy our leisure moments. Translation, somebody stuck him with a piece of junk. (laughs) No such thing. I bought 10 acres in Happy Holiday Valley through an ad in a magazine. You bought 10 acres by mail? You see here? With the purchase of any home site, we get the use of their wonderful recreational facilities, excellent transportation, and it's smog-free. That means you don't have to pay for it. (laughs) Plenty of water, close to schools. Herman, it sounds wonderful. For family fun and relaxation, come to Happy Holiday Valley. (laughs) Even I'll have to admit, that sounds like the kind of place I'd like to be found bed in. Hello and welcome to another amazing one of a kind genre defining place of relaxation that's so relaxation weird emphasis on syllables uh episode of the monster hunters the only show that dares to shun millions billions trillions infinite hours of quality fun to watch compelling streaming content we say nay get the fuck out because we're gonna watch it <laughs> say i'm dropping f-bombs in the first hey. minute that, that's, that's whoa saves me from doing it that's the kind of that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, say GTFO, you and your good stuff. We're gonna watch a sixty-year-old mm-hmm. sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter, sitting at the monster-headed table of monsterism yet again for the thirty-fifth time, minimum thirty-fifth time. Uh, is the one and only Shun DMC himself? Shun DMC himself. Shun DMC himself. Keith. Hey, hey, what's up? This is KG. Shun DMC. Uh, himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's himself. That's not a good nickname, I guess. Himself. No, th- it's, <laughs> not, it's not a nickname. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Hey, look, it's himself. He's no. finally here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terry, <laughs> don't. In, 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 yeah. I sent him my stunt double for the. Uh, There's a strong this. possibility if I hit a strong cough. I'll pass out. I'm not even joking. Like, oh, let's laugh. We'll lead. Whatever. If I yeah. cough really hard, I might pass out today. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, again, though, I'm I am here uh, himself. I, himself. Uh, the other 34 times was my stunt double understudy. Oh, okay. Oh, but, uh, but I, I, I well, actually, uh, 33 because I showed up for the first one. Then I'm. You know. This is the first time since episode one that this has been the real Keith. Wow. Yeah, this is only the second episode of the monsters I've ever seen. So it's uh, oh man, oh, wow. I mean, I'm ready for the ring of fire. Dang, this is gonna be amazing. He's finally <laughs> graced yeah. with his presence. This is gonna be his best. His best as, uh, as the babysitter. Yet. As the babysitter, seen Herman's penis yet? Is that uh, oh, oh Keith? Oh, you're boy. talking about penises so soon. Oof! You're the one who dropped f bombs. Well, I was working about gen- over genitals. Here. Usually, your stunt double waits till the end. Yeah, just talk about how they're working it. Man. All right. Anyway, I'm here. Who else is at the table? Maybe oh, to my man. left. Yeah, to your li- well, across the monster table of monster madness, whatever it is, uh, is the one and only master of disaster. 
Uh, I don't have anything today. Just running on fumes. It is the Dr. Dre of Kansas. Terry. Hey, everybody. It's me, the Dr. Dre of Kansas, the king of men, you know, uh, thyself. (laughs) I'm trying to... The Christ references for you, but you're just call me pray. thyself if you wish. Um, you're like, Yahweh, we'll just call you that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. I'm here. I'm happy. I'm uh, I'm excited to get down into the valley and dig up some monsters. Oh my goodness, happy in the valley, going to dig up some monsters. Yeah, I love it. Well, gents, we're here. We're here to talk about season one, episode 35. We are in. The last tenth of the season. <laughs> oh wow! I'm feeling the whole it. stretch. Oh, oh no, Herman's Whatever happy valley. Maybe this is a valley, a happy valley within you know the monsters. We're like about halfway there. We're all the way down to the bottom, and now we're about to climb our way out again. Maybe. Oh God, yeah. Getting to the the last episodes is going to be like climbing like Mount oh, Everest, basically. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about that, before we can even mention Herman Happies or Valleys, we got to get to some important stuff. How you guys doing? I'm oh, doing I'm good. good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I uh, I had to do the mild inconvenience of switching out the DVDs today. Oh, from no. my PlayStation yes. as the last episode was last week. <laughs> so I had to crawl out of the couch, oh, swap man. discs, switch to the new one. It, it was ugh. oh Did my you- god, same same exact thing because I had trouble finding the uh, I had trouble finding the remote for it first of all. So then once I found the remote and I got it myself all comfy again, I turned it on and oh, Jesus, gotta get back up and. <laughs> Change to disc number six. Uh, if only there was an easier way, but I I won't hear it. I've got that. <laughs> no. There's absolutely no easier way to do it than no. There's dropping that lovely little DVD in, hearing the noise when it closes. Luckily mm-hmm. for me, I got the most recent record and flipbook for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I put the record on. I flipped the flipbook to go along with the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's 75 flip books that i have to go through or beep or whatever they would have yep. uh, for every page well well no 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 it, you know what flip book is right where it's like animated when you oh, shuffle crap. through I'm, I'm thinking of um i'm thinking like those uh the books you used to get where like oh on record yeah yeah and you play it and yeah tell you when to f- uh flip the page would go yeah ping. i didn't yeah, strike back book. one yeah yeah. Uh, but no, this flip book, I got uh, every 30 seconds of the episode is its own flip book. And uh, <laughs> I oh, just go wow. along with the record. You have to time it just right. Like yeah. you're lip syncing the mm-hmm. flip book with yes. the, the record. And there's, and I'm a perfectionist. So if it's a little bit off, I pick up the needle and go back and redo it. <laughs> uh, oh, I so just, like the, the episodes that didn't have the title card, did somebody rip out the first few pages of the flip book? Is that yes, what it was? Yes, there was. Yeah, there's I'm like, why are there pages missing? I don't get it. Oh yeah. uh, well, whatever. Oh well, I haven't I haven't thrown one of those out in a while. No time to waste. I'm gonna light that candle. We gotta shuffle down that stone hallway, loying fruit, cobwebs, twizzlers, red shit. Uh there's a panhandler there now. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. It I hmm. I left the back door open and uh this is what we get. We get people in here panhandling now. All right, here's a dollar, sir. So yeah, yeah. Oh, he plays the guitar. He does a nice job. Ooh, so no, he's playing I don't mind the Mustard's theme song in reverse. That's weird. Anyway, we're going to shuffle down that hallway, open the stone gate, the wrought iron gate. We're in. Uh, oh, look at this giant cathedral. Naming right. Still TBD. Ghosts are still ghosts. See one, push one. Shuffle on up to the bookcase, pulling off a book after I 
disregard Indiana Jones's comings and leavings. And new trailer, totally just not going to watch that at all. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> pull that book. I, I even I translated it and put it into a little book up there already. Yeah, so the uh, oh, Keith, trailer de aging, even like your descriptive de aging <laughs> of of Harrison Ford is, leaves much to be desired. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting for the flipbook version of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pull off that dusty old tone, blow it up, open it up, drop to a knee, present Keith Alter Boy to Pre-Style for another Monster Hunter's Almanac tit- tidbit factoid fact shit sheet song of the week. Week, week. Oh, the echo of the acoustics in here. Great. Pigs in yeah. space. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. Uh, so you know, we did our little run of Universal, uh, the monsters there, and uh, lately I, I've I've really felt like we are in a, a good spot to continue to uh, flip through the adjacent book. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, adjacent uh, fifty-seven, sixty-three, fifty-seven. Man, there's a lot of adjacent. Five thousand seven hundred sixty-three. Yeah. I do book fifty-seven lines sixty-three or chapter oh, sixty-three. Okay. I guess. Okay. Well, no, book 19, chapters 57 through 63. That's uh, probably the best way to put it. Anyway, <laughs> I, I figured we'd have to get around to this at some point in time. Um, folks, there was an American television sitcom between the years of 1957 and 1963. Oh, don't you say it. The inquisitive office, often naive boy, Theodore the oh, Beaver sure. Cleaver. Oh, no. Yeah. No. His adventures at home, school, and around Wait, a suburban neighborhood. Leave it to Beaver was before the Munsters? Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought it was post monsters. No, this what got them the uh, the green light to do the monsters, probably. Yeah, oh imagine you yeah. finally yeah, they could, play they your got epic. a blank check to do whatever they wanted <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And, and by they, I mean Conley and Mosher, uh, and also yeah. their buddy Dick well, Conway. Otherwise, the Beaver Squad. Yeah, the, the Beaver. I keep wanting to say Beaver, but it's the Beaver Squad. Uh, they rolled through two hundred and thirty six episodes. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was created by Conley and Mosher. Uh, they each then are also credited with writing 97 episodes. Uh, Dick Conway is credited with writing 62 episodes, as is another person named Roland McLean, who mm-hmm. I assume is like, uh, you know, kind of like the, the fifth Beatle type guy. He's like, he's the, four, he's the fourth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, they left him behind when they moved on to, to do the Munsters. <clears throat> now, the show's situations, because uh, it's a sitcom, the situations were based on the experiences from uh, Joe Conley's children. Uh, Beaver and Wally were based on his own sons, and he would, whenever he went out with the boys, he would go out and he'd record his conver- their conversations in his little notebook. Huh. Which All right. Somewhat cool, but kind of somewhat creepy. Yeah. yeah he's got to know. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep it on record. Like she didn't bring around one of those giant, you know, <clears throat> stir. There's like, what is that thing called where you uh, record, record the record? <laughs> the giant I thought you were going to say oh, a stenographer, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like a court hired one just to type up everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a bunch of other writing credits that get put in for them uh, for the show. I see with 236 episodes, but those are the main a uh, handful I mean, they did more than those four did more than anybody else <clears throat> and I, I will say we have talked about roland mclean on the show a couple times yeah so I, it was bound to happen 
Yep. They, roll, they, rolling, uh, rolling, rolling. He wrote a couple, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely not as uh, prevalent here. No. Now, uh, directors on the series, uh, Norman Tokar, T-O-K-A-R, Tokar. Uh, he's, uh, I, I skimmed through, he, he did a lot of other TV stuff. Um, the things that stuck out, though, a couple of movies he did, Where the Red Fern Grows, mm-hmm. oh. uh, The Apple Dumpling Gang, mm, and uh, The Cat from Outer Space. Done <gasps> again. Didn't we do the cat from outer space? Yep. We've talked about that. I thought Mm -hmm. that. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that end up showing up in the monsters as guests uh, are all people who probably hung out with these guys a lot and they got put in all of their shows. A little little bits here and there. Uh, David Butler, he directed 58 episodes. uh, Second most of the series. Uh, I looked through. He doesn't have a whole lot of like credits. Nothing really major that stuck out to me. Um, movie I'd never heard of before, though, or actually a TV show I'd never heard of before, though, is called Captain Zero, Z-R-O, mm-hmm. and it's from his secret laboratory, Captain Zero and his associates use their time machine, the ZX-99, to learn from the past and plan for the future. Hmm. Like, okay. I like it might be kind of interesting. Uh, and then our buddy Norman Abbott, he did 43 episodes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, Hugh Beaumont was fourth on the list. He did like 23 episodes. He's uh, the guy who plays Ward Cleaver. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So on, the, he, on Lever to Beaver? Yeah. So he ended up getting, wow. he ended up writing one episode and then also uh, directing uh, 20 some of them. Wow. Uh, in 1958, it won uh, or it was nominated, did not win. It was nominated for Best New Program Series of the Year. And then Conley and Mosher got nominated for Best Teleplay Writing for a Half Hour or Less. For the episode Beaver Gets Spelled. Hmm. Uh, Beaver expects the worst when teacher Miss Canfield sends him home with a sealed note for his parents. Um, that's the second episode of the series. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So starting off oh. strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people <laughs> watched like the first few episodes and then nominated them uh right away. Uh Jerry Mathers, he plays the beaver mm-hmm. in all uh, in every single episode he he's mm-hmm. in there. And it's uh, he's listed at it doesn't call him uh, it, it it lists him in the credits as the beaver. Yep. Um, and not like beaver cleaver, like everyone else's name. It just lists him as the beaver. Uh, Hugh Beaumont, as I mentioned before, uh, he played uh, the, the dad Ward Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Barbara Billingsley played June, June Cleaver. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Jerry and Barbara, their list is being in 235 episodes. Okay. Uh, you Hugh, 234. Says 236. I'm going to guess 235. Oh. I, I would find it hard to believe that there's one episode without the beaver in it. It's the, the yeah. f- Oh, without the beaver or without the parents? Uh, without either. Well, June, it says she's in there for 235. Jerry's uh-huh. list is being in there for 235 as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so the beaver would have been missing from one. Hugh Beaumont is in 234 episodes. Okay. Tony Dow, who plays Wally Cleaver, uh, his brother, he is in 234 episodes as well. So there's some episode mm-hmm. where they weren't in both. And then uh, the fifth of the most well-known cast members, Ken Osmond, who played Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell. He's yeah. in uh, 96 episodes. 96 episodes. That's yeah, which I actually thought was pretty low for a character who's like you know, right after Ward, I mean, I'm sorry, right after the Beaver, I think Eddie Haskell's usually like 
kind of the best known character on there, and he wasn't even in half the episodes. So the beaver's not the best known character? No, I said right right after the beaver being like the main person. I always thought that like Eddie Haskell was like the second like most popular character. He's only in for part of the episodes. Now, although uh, it is now acknowledged as one of the classic television series of the 50s, it never reached the top 10 in the ratings. Mm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. And it was still earning good ratings when Jerry Mathers wanted to retire from acting to focus on its education upon entering high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they halted production and the series became the first primetime American production to have a series finale. Oh, oh they actually ended it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they all die? Oh yeah, they're in purgatory. Fifties, yeah. Uh, that's the the end of loss is just recreation of the end of Leave the Beaver. Yeah. It, it turns out they were dead all along. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just purgatory. Be- the Beaver wakes up and he's, he realizes that he's like, "Why am I in this river? All these sticks." <laughs> oh no! And he was a beaver the whole time. <laughs> oh, I thought he was dead face down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're thinking the river sticks? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, hey, look, it might as well have been because <laughs> apparently beaver in the river sticks. I love the idea. That's a Not great idea. Hill trees. <laughs> um, you know that that uh, riverman is always getting so mad at that beaver. Yeah. He's just trying to go down the river. <laughs> oh just man, chewing on his pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, the pole that he used to <laughs> to push his thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the oar. Mm, yep. Yep. No, it's not an oar. Doesn't the no, he's got just a big up? giant stick. He's got that they, stick, yeah. that big pole oh. that he uses to push his the raft. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm, what the beaver's right. on. That pole. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, you you got to clear it up. If you ever say I have a uh, a beaver gnawing on my pole, you got to. Yeah. Well, people know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Be very specific. Oh, like, yeah. the, like the guy at the river sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now they I, they might as well have been in hell because there were no Christmas or Thanksgiving episodes, uh, <laughs> which is unusual what? for a sitcom during this era. Wow! Yeah, it also apparently never snowed at all um, during the entire series. There's never any snow in an episode. Where does it take place? Uh, I do believe the the thought is that it takes place in Ohio. Mm, uh, they they uh, from what I was reading, it doesn't seem like they ever really acknowledge exactly where. Mm, it's a land very familiar but not quite like our own uh this was in a way the first show uh the first tv show to show a toilet but oh also God. in some ways it, <laughs> yeah. being used or just sitting there no just just being there apparently because they said it it's kind of the the first one to show a toilet but also not they didn't show the actual toilet uh seat but they showed the tank and the flush handle oh, during an episode how lewd <laughs> yeah, and which which kind of just blows my mind that that's like that's something that they would dare show. Wouldn't... I know. Well, like if it, especially if it's not like it's not like somebody was sitting on the toilet. It was just the toilet itself. Like I don't know, just the scene in the bathroom where like Beaver's sitting there, maybe sitting on like the toilet, but like not going to the bathroom. Like he's got the seat closed and he's sitting there talking to his mom or somebody in the bathroom. I don't know. That seems like a normal thing that would happen, but I don't know. Uh, the show's low key <laughs> style of humor uh, was apparently on purpose. Uh-huh. They said if any line got too much of a laugh, they would take it out. They didn't want a hmm. big laugh; they wanted chuckles. Interesting. Yeah. So they'll slow burn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The show made its debut the same day that the Soviets launched Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it was the big Russian plot to distract from what they were doing. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Leave it to Beaver. 
Mm-hmm. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the house, uh, well, while filming, when they shifted from Universal's backlot, uh, or shifted over to Universal's backlot, they had to build a new house for it. And uh, that remains a uh, standing set. It's been used for many other TV programs, motion pictures, and uh, it's still standing and is known as the Cleaver House. Um, I guess it's a very popular attraction on the Universal Tour. And then finally, uh, the last little tidbit that I got uh, in my research on this was Barbara Billingsley stated in an interview that as her TV sons got older, there were fewer scenes that involved hugging. They became aware of my breasts and they liked to nuzzle, she told Entertainment huh? Weekly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you is... You uh, end on that, Keith? Oh. <laughs> that's... Wow. That's your zinger? Oh. Your button on the bit is the horny teens pressing their face against their TV mom's boobs. Well, I I mean, I thought that was a little bit, you know, better than talking about Joey Ross jacking off, which is what I talked about. I think oh, more, more recently. I thought episodes, that was so. an addition to this one as well. That's why I <laughs> thought we were going to go afterwards. Yeah. No, no, no. He probably did that there too, but you know. Oh, Keith. Anyway. Oh, there's oh, your Star Wars Pistol. That is a starter's pistol. We need to do this on a, on a high note. Oh, God. I don't even know how I'm going to edit this from now, Keith. You're talking about teen boys and their boners. <laughs> <laughs> starter's pistol has been fired. The book has been closed. We're up the stairs into the kitchen. Hello, staff. Hey. Hello. Mm. Oh, somebody mm. sounds unhappy. Get that prime rib done. We got the back door. <laughs> Watch out between the 12th, 50 steps. There's a crack uh, out the gate. It creaks, thanks, Dave Champa, over the Lollipop Bridge, underneath the Lollipop Guild, still dead. Except for when Keith resurrected, they're still dead. They, they've they been redeaded. Oh. Uh, made sure of that. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Man, I, listen, y'all, once we don't hit them record, you guys go home. I got to, like, tend to the grounds and stuff like that. And I can't yeah. have a zombie, you know, Lollipop Guild wandering around here that's fair enough yeah this and they, they just keep going on and about on about how this is the lollipop guild and how yes. happy they are mm-hmm. and it's just like yes. oh we get it you're just so happy yeah they're like stuck it's like a record skipping <laughs> same thing over and over again mm-hmm. can't do I, it I, I told you a good wooden stake to, to the heart oh i just chopped off their heads oh, uh, right. and then kicked them into the bottomless pit um oh <laughs> but <laughs> You didn't know we had a bottomless pit on the ground? No, that surprised me. That's cool. Good to know. And I just recently stopped doing, this is Sparta, when I kick things down. Um, Just recently stopped it. Well, way to be the bigger man. Yeah, that's easy to do that. (laughs) Listen, the staff was like starting to get really uh, incredulous (laughs) with me. Like, we get it. We get it. 300 came out 20 years ago. Okay, great. So, <laughs> on to the unguarded ship. Uh, Craigslist ad has not been answered uh, because we're going to get on this boat because Captain Terry is going to take us three miles out into international waters so we can dive deep, deep to the gates of hell for another skooma. All right. Well, this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. Uh, mm, you know. I saw that. And the first thing I thought was Tivis. Yep, yep. I, I think of him too now every time I see Ezra Stone. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. But I think it's to be seen, to be determined. TBD. But now here's the thing too. I see Ezra Stone and I immediately think it's a portmanteau of Ezra Pound and Emma Stoned. 
Emma Stone. Mm. Pound was the poet. Oh boy, I don't want to make myself sound stupid. Maybe he's their dad. Yes. Poet. Yeah, I knew it. Very Go cultured. On. Well, I'll leave that part out of my scoop. You've already covered that. Um, <laughs> get a plate off like I knew who that was as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. We knew who that was. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> cough almost damn it. <laughs> um, back in. So we, we've dabbled in this guy's stuff before. He's a big staple in the Munsters world. We just haven't really talked about him. He directed 27 episodes of the Munsters. The last one we talked about was Mummy Monster, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't think we all liked it that much. No, nope. I remember correctly. So I don't think so either. So far, not so good. Well, uh, Keith loved it, I think. Um, Keith called it one of the defining moments of television for him. Oh, well, that was just the ape climbing up the thing. <laughs> oh, well, that is true. That is yes. very true. Um, so I was looking at his IMDb just to see like what other like big directing runs he had on shows. Mm-hmm. And one of the shows that he had a big run on was called My Living Doll. Hmm. He directed Sounds 25 creepy. of the. T- yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, hmm, this could go in some weird directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he directed 25 out of the 26 episodes. Uh, it's about a psychiatrist who gets possession of an android woman. And he has to teach her what? to like understand human emotions, I Boy. guess. <laughs> yeah, wow. so it's it's weird. I don't I, I don't know if they like fall in love or something or what. The intro is very vague. It's just kind of like the face of the guy, and he's like smiling. Then the robot appears behind him, and uh, then she kind of they just look at each other, and smile. It's it seemed pretty boring. I watched a clip of the show and she was like learning to play the piano the psychiatrist tries to teach her like that chopsticks like whatever that song is i think that's chopsticks you guys know it's iconic yes, um it is chopsticks and uh, it's iconic as well used to and the android knows like way better piano songs already like chopin and stuff like that hmm. um so and of course that blows his mind it was all very boring so I don't know. I think she was like preparing for a talent show or something. But yeah, he directed almost every single episode. I wonder if he like ever like was like stayed up and I was like, dang it, I should have just done the, like all of them. Like, does he feel like he missed out by not doing that one episode? <laughs> <laughs> or is he thinking that like, thank God, I'm not the guy who's known for directing all of these. <laughs> now, Terry, this might this is definitely before your time. But do you know Small Wonder? No, I don't know what that is. What's oh that? God. So it, it was a TV show about a dad, a mom, and a kid. And the dad invented an android sister for the boy. Mm, okay. And mm-hmm. she was a small wonder. She's a small <laughs> wonder. Did she not like oh. understand human things and then they had a teacher? Their name was Vicky. Like, uh, I can't remember what the Vicky did. It was like mm. an anagram for something. She had super strength. Yes. Oh, cool. But this was from the 80s, and boy, oh boy. There was speaking about teenage boys, there was a point where I think that boy went from like 13 to 15. Mm-hmm. And there's a purpose for a robot girl after that, I think. Was- <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? They didn't have an episode about that. No, right? they didn't. Oh, but you know God. that's what the situation would have been. So they had to get canceled. Oh, no. Yeah. Because the, hmm. the Vicky also went from 13 to 15. You know what happens to girls when they turn. Mm-hmm. in puberty so yep, yep yeah that's that's in the the reboot they'll they'll work that angle in. <laughs> yeah i think they had it was called the humans did you did you watch that show on the humans the 
Well, yeah, no. it was about androids. Oh, it was really good. Oh wow! Okay, it's humans. It was about oh, yeah. androids. Okay, it was about it was about humans and androids. It's yes. not a reboot of Small Wonder. No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. They they were like maids and stuff. Uh, and then at the, at the same time as the show Humans, which is about androids, came out, the show uh, Mr. Robot was out, and that was about humans. Oh, Mr. Robot is a great show. But ironically, it's about humans, right? No robots. And, yes. Nope. Uh, and humans is 100% about androids. And there's humans involved, but it's mostly about the androids. Mm. I'm starting to think that are, these riders are getting a little too tricky for us. I don't like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, they are. It's worth watching, though. Check it out. Humans. All right. I'll have to look that up. Uh, we've got a um, another rider that we'll recognize, Dick Conway, for this. Mm-hmm. Um, just Dick Conway. He didn't like just do the story credit or anything. It's just him. Oh. So this is his brainchild here, I guess. I was worried that we'd have another story by because I feel like we've either we've created some sort of mythos about this story by or it is actually true that all those episodes are very good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, somebody replay the tapes back and tell us. I don't mm-hmm. the lore. Maybe maybe we've created a legend when it shouldn't be. But I don't know. My gut always says, oh, God, I've never see that. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's probably most famous for writing 72 episodes of Leave it to Beaver. Of course, he is a member mm. of the Beaver Squad. Like we've first, first I heard about that. Mm. Yep, you know, leave it to Beaver. Uh, I'm still blown away that Leave It to Beaver was before the Munsters. I thought it was after. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine writing your swan song, two hundreds of episodes, and then finally you're like, "Well, what's next?" I guess we got this whole Frankenstein thing, and then only seventy two, or not mm-hmm. seventy. There's like seventy something episodes of the Munsters, like seventy, that, I believe. That's got to be a disappointment going from two hundred something to just seventy. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's done a whole lot of writing, like you know, McDuff the Talking Dog, the Gale Storm Show, Oh Susanna, the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Adams Family cartoon, Traitor. Uh, we've talked about this guy a lot. Um, <laughs> we still have seven episodes to go, so I'm not gonna go too deep into him because we've already talked about him and we will talk about him. Uh, we've got some guest stars John Hoyt as Barney Walters, uh, Bartlett Robinson as Mr. Curtis, and Richard Reeves as Gil. Ger- Gil Craig. Hmm, that's hard mm. to say. So we've already seen John Hoyt before. He was in Sleeping Cutie. Um, he didn't play the boyfriend, though, that shows up. He plays one of those like actors. One of the actors. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember why the actors showed up in their house in that episode. Uh, they put an ad in the paper of trying to find a prince, yeah. right? And they thought it was uh, like an audition. Oh, but that's like, oh, right. This, this uh, off-Broadway theater or whatever. This mm-hmm. theater. <laughs> this second stage theater bubble law that came in the audition yes yes and i remember them being pretty good in that early i like those mm-hmm. two actor guys they're pretty funny uh the the biggest movie he's in was probably spartacus that's the one i recognize at least mm-hmm. though he's done a lot of stuff uh he was in a movie called attack of the puppet people oh i like that. uh which you would th- okay so the name would make you think okay these puppets are gonna rise up and murder somebody they're evil puppets you know whatever well, he actually he plays a deranged scientist who shrinks people down for his own entertainment because he's like lonely or something. Well, that's uh, even better, though. Yeah, I mean, that's so like original, at least. <laughs> yeah, thank God. It's not just another movie about puppet people rising and murdering all the living people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess the setup is that he like introduced these young people and they become a couple. He gets sad and jealous or something and he decides to shrink them down. 
and have them hang out with him forever. He's got like six like mm. people just hanging around his house that are tiny. Mm. They kind of like hang out on his like counter table thing. Uh, it's weird. They they plot escape attempts, and then uh, at one point a mouse kind of skitters at the people, and it was very menacing. So you know it's dangerous to be that small. Um, but yeah, it seemed like a pretty boring movie. Besides that, uh, you know, I was hoping for killer puppets, and what I got was little tiny people dancing around and mm. complaining about being small. Yeah. Um, as you would, I think if you were that small, well, you know mm-hmm. what? That's fair. Yeah. I probably would complain a little bit about that at least a couple times. Uh, so we, we've got Bartlett Robinson. He's got 151 acting credits on IMDb. His biggest claim to fame is probably being in like the Alfred Hitchcock presents Gunsmoke. He was in all 26 episodes of a show called Mona McCluskey, which we've mentioned on here before. It's about the air, like airline pilot who marries a Hollywood actress. Uh, actually, I think it's an Air Force pilot. Yeah, so some sort of pilot. They marry a Hollywood actress, and he's jealous that she makes more than him and refuses to live off her money. The the classic uh, conundrum, you know. Yeah, um, seems like a weird problem to have. But he was also in My Living Doll, so there's a connection. I wonder oh if Ezra gosh. Stone knew him from that, or if it came after. Maybe mm. there's a friendship born. Or maybe it's coincidence. I don't know. Uh, so then we have Richard Reeves. He's got 228 acting credits on IMDb. And we've actually talked about him before as well. He was in an episode 10 of The Monsters, Autumn Croacus, where uh, Grandpa decides to take up dating again. And mm. the lady he dates uh, might be a murderer or like a Blackwood killer. Was he the, the main scam guy? I think he was a policeman. At oh. Because yeah, yes. the, the, in, in that one, the main scam guy is commissioner gord oh yes. yeah 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 i think he played like second cop or something like that oh cop number two yeah. remember we yeah. talked about cop number two mm-hmm. okay. high profile mm-hmm. uh he also he's played shifty in the adventures of superboy uh he was in nine episodes of i love lucy although he was different characters each time including an assassin so oh. maybe that was like the final episode of i love lucy <laughs> <laughs> yes He's a finale, finally. Ricky escaped from Cuba only to be gunned down by an assassin's bullet. Videl says hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, IMDb says one of his top credits is a movie called Target Earth, which is about a few people who I guess missed the memo that there was a big city evacuation um, and that giant robots from Venus have invaded. Uh, you know, that sounds kind of amazing, (laughs) but oh man, it sounds uh, kind of amazing, absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a good sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, just like robot part or the the part where it's like a group of people like missed like evacuation, everyone's gone, and yeah. No reason. No, no one knows why, except for those giant robots. Until the giant around. robots mm, show up. <laughs> yeah, and it's just they, you know, they end up interacting with them in humorous ways, and yeah. it no, was all no. a big misunderstanding. Uh, they yeah. it's just they're the only ones left now. Yeah, yeah. They thought it was like next week they're supposed to evacuate, but it was actually this week. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah, uh, the trailer was pretty boring. It's mostly just like people wandering the empty city. Uh, they all argue with each other inside of like rooms or hotel rooms or something i don't know there's a glimpse of some sort of alien hand that tries to get in at one point and that's about the most exciting thing that happens uh it looks like they argue a lot and a man and lifts another man off of his feet in sort of like a choking fashion so that was kind of interesting 
Yeah, and then uh, a robot does come crashing in at the end, but you can't really tell what's happening because the title like appears and it takes up the whole screen, so you can't see the robot or really anything going on. Oh, so they're nice waiting. Definitely. They're trying to hook you. They're like, "Oh, you want to see the robot? Well, you're gonna have to come to theaters to see it." Yeah, it's like Jaws. You don't show the shark until the end. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And you just show that alien hand, and that'll entice the people. It's like the movie Signs. It is, yeah, exactly. Except for <laughs> maybe a little less rubbery. <laughs> yeah, but uh, probably the same a... number of anti-Semites and racists in it, though. Yeah, you know <laughs> I, I, that wouldn't shock me. At least me one is my guess. <laughs> yeah, you choose any Hollywood movie and choose assume there's at least one. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, I'd take money mm-hmm. on that. Um, <laughs> We're just going to uh, slowly rise to the surface here. And oh, you know, slowly. where'd Derek go? Where do you? Oh, go? God. You guys said slowly. You guys are talking to my dust outline. Uh, Weirdly, it's, like, it's a, like its mouth is moving and talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like my avatar. Um, <laughs> it is. I'm in a hydro, uh, like a hydroponic pod back in the uh, Munster compound, Munster Hunters compound. That is my avatar. You didn't notice that it was Navi. It was seven feet tall and blue. <laughs> wow. I didn't notice that. Though. Wow. I've been working on this so I can, you know, integrate with you guys. Derek um, took off the glasses. and no, he's just a Navi. I didn't even realize. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were working on some cosplay stuff. For like, yeah. uh, you know, and nobody commented on my slick braids either, man. And I love these things. No. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know, skooma is the best way to train for the way of the water. So. Yes. <laughs> Being this tall and slender, though, means I'm fast. And I have already shot out of the water. <laughs> My Navi self is uh, now laying limp because I'm out of the pod. I got to go pick him up and throw him down the bombless pit oh, before God. you guys get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, he's just a one and done? Uh, yeah, they're always one and done. <clears throat> oh, hmm. I do right. a lot of work. Boy, it takes a long time. Getting all these brain dead Navi. Hmm. Yeah, that avatar work is tough. How how many of the ghosts are actually? Well, yeah, wait a second. <laughs> are Navi? <laughs> yeah, uh, Keith, that's a good question. How many of the ghosts are Navi? I well, thought about that before. Us pushing them around, but there are some that are pretty tall, tall and slender. Yes, yeah. they wear loincloths. Yeah, you know what's funny about ghosts well, is blue, they, they always have blue tint. Also, it's, yeah. yeah, they always wear the clothes when they died. And, uh, thank God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Oh man! <laughs> but one, you ever see a ghost? Do you ever see a ghost wearing a Michigan jersey and cargo shorts? <laughs> <laughs> it's Keith. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, there's no war- wardrobe changes when you're a ghost, um, so that's that's upsetting in a way. And yeah. there's no like your clothes go with you when you die, so that's good, I guess. Right? Like the other alternative is like the Terminator. You just come when you become a ghost, you're naked. And then you go, well, yeah, give me your mm-hmm. clothes and your motorcycle um, sort of situation. Clothes can't pass through like the death portal. Yeah. Yes. But luckily, a, a Navi's clothes mm-hmm. do for sure. And uh, old, uh, 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 what was Victorian age, uh, this, which is most of the ghosts, to be honest, they're all Victorian age. Mm-hmm. Um, long gowns and stuff. Anywho, that doesn't matter one bit because we're here. Well, Speaking of outfit changes, let's talk about season one, episode 35, Herman's Happy Valley. Oh boy, this thing came out. This this son bitch came out May 19th, 1965. 
Mm-hmm. Here's what it said on Amazon, which has had like a weirdly specific description. Herman, hmm. taken in by a magazine advertisement, buys 10 acres of remote land. Yeah, it's, I guess that's about right. Yeah. It gets 7.7 on IMDb. Man, I tell you what, Herman reads a lot of magazines and he finds a lot of odd ads in them. Yeah, he does. Uh, detective agency, uh, the dance thing yep. was there. And then at the end of the dancing, he, he found one about for being a hairstylist. He's going to go to hairstylist school. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hotel I'm assuming he, I'm a hotel manager. He probably saw the ad in, in the, in some sort of magazine. So he's all, he's always finding something in these and it's just like really weird things. And again, like you played in the opening clip, like grandpa's like thing about you bought 10 acres by, by mail. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, Herman's Herman's a, a man after my own heart. I do this. I'm I'm very impulsive when it comes to stuff like that too. I'm not uh, buying accordions at a swap meet, <laughs> but I am. Hmm, Ten acres of land. Ooh, two thousand dollars seems good. That seems like uh, a good deal. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Derek, next time that happens, uh, my Venmo. Is- <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all off-air talk. Oh, I gotta mm. edit that out. Mm. That's all right. But what I want to do, though, because this episode started with a title card, and it had some kick-ass stinger work. I don't know if anybody yeah. noticed this. Um, I want to play this because it was so good. So, I thought it sounded uh, Austin Powers-ish, but I don't know if that then I don't know if that then comes across to as being like really good. Well, let's do it. Let's find out what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I love that. So, yes. I don't know what it was. Uh, it was like, that tuba oh, breakdown was like, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Oh, that's just that hits just the right spot. Yeah, mm. it does. Man, I really enjoyed that a lot. If only the Mustard soundtrack was on Spotify. I would listen to that one stupid. Mm-hmm. So over and over again. Yeah. The three second <laughs> clip. Yeah. I'd make a playlist with just that and just repeat over and it's over. It's a playlist of the Munster title card music. <laughs> it's called Munster title card season one, episode 35. And that's it over and over again. Anywho, we, mo- we move on. That title card leads into Herman coming home from work. He comes stomping in. Plum, plum, plum. Lily and Marilyn come to greet him. Herman pumped. Today at the parlor was a monumental day. I'm like, oh boy, what happened at the parlor? Well, grandpa comes, was like, where's grandpa? He comes up from the basement after helping Eddie with his train set, and there's loud train whistles coming from the basement. Um, so like, oh, sounds good. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> Wonderful news. It's vacation time. I I don't I, I'm assuming that's the monumental part of from work. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess he like found the ad. That's the big thing. It's vacation day. time. And yeah. Herman has bought a nice little hideaway where they can spend their leisure moments. Hmm. And that's what it is. Like, that's what we came into that. Grandpa's like, oh, you got suckered out of some money. Nah, son. Also, like this- uh, Marilyn gives a, like a little nod right when he says mm-hmm. that, too. Mm-hmm. This is like the second time he's gone. Translation. It's like, is this like <laughs> his new thing? <laughs> The 90s called. They want their <laughs> hairstyle back, Herman. <laughs> right? That's what it feels like, right? Talk yes. to the hand, Herman. Right. Grandpa's got his like before its backs. time. Yeah. Or ahead of his time, not before its time. It's it, very well, ahead of its time. It, <laughs> In some it, ways, it, this might be before. but Before its time, ahead of its time. That's the same thing, right? I don't even know. Oh, mm. Vernacular. With yeah, that all swipes, too, we get a tumbleweed blowing through a dilapidated ghost town. 
my favorite part of this is it says Happy Holiday Valley. And that's written on the sign over the name of the old place, which was Rotten River. <laughs> I really like that. That's so pretty you, good. You can still read Rotten River. It just said mm-hmm. Happy Holiday Valley. Like whoever owns this, they put much work into it. And then it zooms in on the well in the center of town. I'm like, oh, that's going to play an important part. This well. They're all going to die of thirst or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eddie's going to fall down it. and we're gonna Zombies come out of the well. At Lassie's night. going to show up and have to Who get knows? out of the well. This well, important part. Then we get the banger. The classic all right, banger. I got something I noticed on this What'd banger. What did you notice? Mm. Anybody ever look at that night at the very top of the stairs before? Just like take a look at no. his leg. There's something going on with one of his legs. It's, just, it's wrong. I think it's like his it's right, backwards? his right, like left side of the screen. But like, if the if it was a, a human, it would be his right side. Uh-huh. It's like it's like he's like sticking it out or something. Like he's kind of like oh. posing or something. I don't know. It something seems off about. It. I've been noticing the last couple of times. And oh. wow, yeah, something about that I'm night. Keep my eyes open next time. Mm-hmm. I also I don't know if I've noticed this in the past, but Herman's briefcase is very shiny. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that in the past because you mentioned have. that. Grandpa's cloak was shiny. Something else was shiny. And if it wasn't Herman's briefcase, maybe I'm repeating myself. Who knows? Yeah. I wrote it down. I'll keep an eye on next time. I'm excited. <clears throat> we come back from the banger. Lily's pulling the shades via a little noose. And I was like, hmm. They uh, focused it on that uh, for quite a while. Too long, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, the fam, they're getting ready to go on holiday. They're ready to go on all day, they are. Um, mm-hmm. And they're going to go to Happy Herman's Happy Valley, Happy Valley Paradise Town, whatever it's called. Lily winds the clock. It's like, we got to get ready to go. So I better wind the clock because we're not going to be home. I, I get it. Uh, and the raven pops out wearing sunglasses oh, and says, I'll say, bring on the girls. Yeah, I'm all set. Bring on the girls. Oh, when will that bird get girls out of his brain? Right, never more <laughs> pops out again. Yep, never more. Bird sassy sounds like Bugs Bunny every time. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Like the sunglasses look awesome on this. Yeah, bird. they did. I was like, oh, somebody in the props department had to mm-hmm. make little sunglasses, <laughs> or maybe they got like children's yeah. sunglasses. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was so girl crazy either. So yeah, development. And, and he had no eggs in his house last time. That's or, true. Two times yeah. ago, or whatever it was. Now, Eddie is sitting on the railing to the staircase. He's wearing a cowboy hat. And he's like, goodbye, Spot. Spot's in the stairs, blows out some fire, stairs close. Wouldn't be better if we left something in the garage. And then we get this little time filler story about, no, last time. Remember, (laughs) you think that's bad. The last time we (laughs) left Spot in the garage, he drank the gas out of lawnmower, got the hiccups, and melted all the rotter and furniture. Grandpa comes down the steps. And this is one of the most interesting things. This entire yes. Episode. Yes. He has a bag with him. He comes down and it's like a little handbag. A little, it reminded me of, you know, like not a bowling bag, but like one of those like Dr. House call bags. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Ready to go, grandpa. He opens up the bag and a man's screens come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he nods, closes it and goes all set. What's in the bag? What's yeah, in the I need bag? to know. But I need to know what's going on with this bag because this is one of the most interesting things that Wizards have ever done. It, without a doubt. It's like this feels like it's setting something up. Like, oh, I, 
It's just about like when that guy comes yelling out of the sewer, like, sorry. Yes. Same guy, maybe. I don't know. But grandpa is taking a man with him in his <laughs> bag. It's like and a human soul uh, in there or something. Maybe it's like, a portal to hell. I don't know what it is. I was amazing. thinking also, it sounded like the person was falling. Like maybe uh, a bit. And so I was like, oh, is his bag like uh like bottomless or something like that? Like the bag falling eternally in his bag. Yeah, well, also because that's all grandpa takes with for the weekend. Uh-huh. Is that one little bag? So I'm like, there must it must have like a lot of stuff in it that he can have access to. Um but also, I also thought, I thought Al Lewis looked like very large, portly. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that like like, and and more so than in any other episode. So it was like, yeah. what the heck's going on here? It must have just been like a camera angle yeah. or something. But that was throwing me off. Yeah. Um, now, Grandpa is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yes. What if this is like his food for the weekend? Oh yeah, okay. I like that. Some snacks or something. Yeah, yeah. Snack for the road or something like that. He just, <laughs> he just keeps reaches in and pulls out yeah. a head and bites the neck. Oh, never, never know if they're gonna have uh, you know the right blood type for me. Yeah, never know. Sure. This resort, this Happy Valley. What the fuck is it called? Mm. Happy. I don't. Even, happy, happy Holiday Valley. He comes down. Yep, I'm good to go. I'm like holy shit, man. <laughs> And none of the like, and you know, none of them questioned it at all. Like, no, like, what the fuck are you bringing? Nope, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're all good with it. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm, I don't cook for grandpa now. Herman, where are you at, Herman? You ready? He's talking all muffled because for some reason he's on the phone, but it's inside the wall and the coffin's closed. So he needed to be private. I don't know what's going on. But he's in there and he comes out. Yeah, I bought some property from you. Uh, <laughs> this is. I love this. Hello, I bought property from that ad in Jujitsu Annual. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Herman's reading martial arts magazines. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need so an cool. episode of that. We need something. Yeah, that to has to pay off jiu-jitsu. at some point in time. <laughs> if these guys are worth uh, worth anything in writing, that's got to pay off eventually. So we cut to the Happy Holiday Valley properties. Two guys sitting at a table. Uh, sparse office. There's a table, some little chairs, like a flower. I think a picture of Abe Lincoln on the wall. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. <laughs> Two guys at the table, man on the phone. Ah, yes, one of our happy customers. And there goes like, who is it? It's like, ah, oh, it's that monster fellow that fell for our ad in that crummy magazine. I'm like, oh, okay. Like we we know it's a scam. It's already been set up as a scam. But here we go. Herman tells them they are planning to go to take advantage of all the nice amenities. When are you going? Today? 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 Oh shit! Today. Dude hangs up, and then we get the fast motion uh, scurry of these guys. They hang up. Mm-hmm. The whole office folds up and fits into a suitcase, which I thought was pretty <laughs> yeah. incredible. And then the, the the table itself basically folds up to look like a suitcase yes. also. So each so, one has something to roll with. Yep. Everything. Everything in the office. The flower, the seats, the picture of Abe Lincoln. All that stuff goes into these bags, and they fold up, and they head out. And, like, and they're heading out super fast, and they're out. They're out the front door. Herman, hello, hello. Must got cut up. Hope they don't think I hung up on them. They sound like nice fellas. Well, it's on the happy holiday valley. The monsters pretty much lock arms like the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, uh, they do. And head out the front door. <laughs> They're so happy. They are so happy. Mm-hmm. They are stoked. Cut to tumbleweeds. Dirt roads. 
dilapidated, the monsters are cruising up the dirt road to Happy Holiday Valley. Now, I happened to pause it right here because I had to go to the bathroom. When I came back, I noticed I paused at a very fortuitous moment because Marilyn, Grandpa, and Eddie are all in the back, and they're all pointing very happily at something. Oh. I'm like, oh, I hit play. It's the sign that says Happy Holiday Valley written over Rotten River or whatever it was. (laughs) And they're very excited. Everyone, the car pulls up, everyone super pumped. They're like, holy shit, we found our mecca. I'm like, because it, it didn't dawn on me till this moment that they were going to love it so much because it's so broken down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the question in my brain was like, what side of the munches are we going to get here? Like, is it going to be the cranky because it's a different place than our own? Or is it going to be, oh, mm-hmm. I love this because there's like tumbleweeds and dirt everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sure which way they're going to lean. And yeah, you think they'd like Rotten River better, like as a name. Honestly. Yeah. Also, I didn't know if um, if Eddie was pointing or if it was just the little cat pistols. He was like, yeah, he has cat pistols. He's yeah. shooting them up in the air. But Marilyn he's and up Eddie. in that little. I, I want a car that has one of those high seats <laughs> like they have because that looks like it'd be kind of fun. Oh man, uh, uh, yeah, I, I guarantee that's a death trip uh, <laughs> of, of magnificent proportions. Nine out of ten people die from that every year, <laughs> <laughs> every day. Yeah, so we said well, every year, every day. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Nine out of ten deaths are from high, <laughs> high external seats on a modified car. It just looks so fun. Nobody can resist. Yeah. Oh my god! So they pull up. Everyone just jacked up. They're like, "Holy shit!" Eddie's firing his cap gun. Grandpa's smiling and nodding super hard. He's like, "Oh yeah!" It's like that Jack Nicholson gift. He's <laughs> like, "Uh-huh, yeah. yes, yes." Um. Lily says, oh, they usually exaggerate those brochures, but it's even better than they described it. Marilyn thinks it's absolutely stunning. There's this ex- <sighs> there's excellent transportation. It's a broken down stagecoach. And look, plenty of water. Herman goes to the well. I'm like, oh, here it is. Some goes on the well. Herman starts to pump the well and a bunch of shit, much like the organ uh, within yep. the organ at their house pumps out, comes out of this well. And Lily's like, oh, it's nice and soft. Not like the hard water at home. Like oh, God. she knows what water is, right? That was what <laughs> yes. first thought. She think this is like mist coming out. I don't know. Powdered water. Oh my God! Ooh. So that's happening. I'm like, oh my God! Just add water. They yep. they went through. They've crossed the boundary into Happy Holiday Valley, and they've gotten even dumber. <laughs> yeah, they've lost all sense. They're just so excited that they've lost all reason. Yes, and he's like, oh, there's the playground, Boot Hill. Uh, grandpa <laughs> finds the entertainment and he's like oh they linger on this noose way too long because there's a noose just hanging from the tree mm-hmm. and grandpa swings it whoosh, and he's like oh he's real happy there's a sign that says Billy hung big Billy hung here 1872 mm-hmm. grandpa gives the noose a push and it swings back and forth Herman's like you know this is a real swinging place <laughs> he starts laughing yeah. all. man they are loving this so much um, they like nooses a lot on the show. They do. And it's it's uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, well, yes, it definitely is. Especially ones from trees. Cut to the Happy Holiday Valley people. They're back. They're returning to the office. They got their bags. And there's a third guy. They're all, they're setting back everything up, putting back the table and the office furniture. <laughs> New dude is <laughs> like, I'm glad I ran into you. Because this is Mr. Curtis, and he represents Cunningham Aeronautics. They canceled their creature to Mexico to talk to him. 
Cunningham Aeronautics has plans to use the Happy Holiday Valley area as a missile testing site. He's offering $50,000 for the land. I'm like, here's, oh God, here it is. I'm like, they can't sell it because Munsters mm-hmm. bought some. But they're like, done. Dude drops off a contract. Keith's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in the morning to finalize. And he leaves. And then the other dude, I, I don't, I do not remember what their names were. No. There was yeah. the boss guy and the deep voice guy. Deep voice guy. But uh, don't we own, we don't own all of Happy Holiday. Herman, Herman's got 10 acres, right? Other dude's not worried. He's going to check it out, hate it. He'll want his two grand back. We'll oblige. And then we make bank. You think it'll work? Yeah, I just said. So. I, I just explained. <laughs> we're going to make some bank and yeah. then we'll be all set. Like Literally, it, of all the plans that have existed in the Munsters, this one's pretty foolproof. It feels like it. Mm-hmm. At least to the to the layman. Listen, anyone that falls for our ads is a sucker. And this monster sounds like a live one. Huh, a real life one. He's not alive. He's a yeah. Frankenstein's monster that's alive, but not. Mm-hmm. It's alive. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's mm. up for debate. Yes, it is. We spin to Herman kind of like lounging on a haystack or something. Yeah, it's like a rock with the day on it. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa's fishing. Eddie's there. Eddie's getting hungry. I haven't eaten anything all day. Wouldn't it be better to fish in a spot that had water in it? <laughs> I didn't like that twist. I didn't expect that. <laughs> They've gone fishing before. Mm-hmm. Like they know what fishing is. So yeah. I don't know why you would do it. But Herman's like, well, this is a real challenge. The kind of challenge the youth of today needs. What fishing uh, in dirt? Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's a challenge. Challenge, no not one. impossible, Herman. Come on. Yeah. Now, Grandpa, he's got something. He's got a real live one, and it's pulling on the line somehow. And he's like, "Yeah, it's, it's a real whopper, and it's a fish skeleton." I don't. One, I don't know how he <laughs> caught it. Two, I don't how, know how it pulled. How, yeah. There's lots of stuff going on there. I don't get. Yeah. It. What kind of bait do you put on to catch a skeleton? I don't we'll know. find out because Herman, it's a real beauty. But Herman's, Herman's like, I'm not gonna be outfished. He even says that he checks his bait and it's a cactus. <laughs> Still good. All right. He cocks his arm back to cast, and the line goes for a long time. I'm Too like, long. oh, he's gonna catch a chicken again, but he doesn't. He catches the door to the women's bathroom. <laughs> which i thought was interesting yeah i was like is there somebody in there oh god I thought yeah, we were gonna that's go what i thought was gonna happen i'm like oh Marilyn's gonna be in there uh yanks the door off the bathroom now i love this because the door comes flying back in the most insane way possible <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it was launched with a rubber band you know like a taking like a, a wired up piece of paper and shoot a rubber band it just had mm-hmm. that like type of flight to it i don't know but it was comes flying over their head, lands in the dry pond. Oh dear me! It looks like I've damaged the recreational facilities. <laughs> now here's what I thought was going to happen here: Herman was going to feel bad that he broke something, and when they came to offer to buy it back, he was going to say, "No, I can't take your money because I broke the recreational facilities." Mm-hmm. Thought that might mm, happen, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I. Uh, Want to mention that I think the uh, the fish skeleton mm-hmm. um, was this week's uh, uh, prop contest winner. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, definitely could have been because it it wasn't a standard fish that's for sure, mm. and it had like weird like merman style 
flipper things <laughs> off the side of its head. Mm. It was pretty neat, half man. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, maybe There's like three quarters of- fish, one quarter man. <laughs> three mm-hmm. quarters fish. That's where it was yeah. exactly. We fade to the real estate dudes walking in. Uh, and there's Marilyn. She's straightening it up. We're looking for Mr. Munster. Well, guess what? It isn't the end of the episode, so you don't get to see him yet. But here's my Aunt Lily. <laughs> Lily is at the fireplace dressed in Sano. That's what I wrote down, but she really mm-hmm. just had like a head thing on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's cooking something with a giant spoon. They introduce him, uh, and Lily charges at them with a spoon. <laughs> you sold us this place? Like, you think she's going to beat him with a spoon? It's like, oh, violence will get you nowhere. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I was just stirring up some oxtail soup. Now, this part upset me because it got a laugh. Oxtail soup's really good. <laughs> I wrote, is that a real thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I It's know like, oh, I was just stirring up some oxtail soup and got a laugh. And I wrote here, but fuck off. Oxtail <laughs> soup is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They just made that up. I don't know. Mm. Like oxtail no, that's soup. That's a good one. A good thing. Yeah. Lily can't begin to tell them how much they love this place. Oh, I love it. I'm like, you love this place? Oh, I've got to tell you, it's like nothing. He's like, it's nothing but a ghost town. And she's like, a ghost town? She's jacked up. Maybe we'll have company dropping by. <laughs> then there's a moo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my oxtail soup is getting yeah. restless. And then I made a sad face because oxtail, fuck off. Oxtail soup is good. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I don't think ox moo. I don't uh, I mean, it's a bovine. Maybe it does something mooish. Mm. Do buffalo moo? Uh, they roam. You know, like all the same roam. family, right? They roam. They, yes, they, they roam. 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 Does Terry get a rim shot too? Because he. Thank you. Maybe they heard. So then they're like, oh my God, this shit's crazy. The two guys are like, what do you think? And then we get the classic monster trope. Maybe they heard about the missile deal and they're trying to boost up the price because the monsters I wrote, because fuck, this is one of three or four different plots that anyone can figure out to, <laughs> that, to do with the monsters. That's they're, what only give, they're only giving 2,000 back. We already know at least 5,000 is a magic number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Right. Like, it's like they can't think of anything else to do with the monsters other than people think they're swindling them. They're trying to like, Strong arm for more money. I we need like a, a bingo card of like all the famous like muster plot lines. Just like, <laughs> yes. just read one? the title and just try to guess which one it is. Hold on. A bingo card has uh, what B I N G O five times five has 25 spots on it. And there's too many. You couldn't fill. Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't even fill up a whole line of B, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> wow. So yeah. then he's like, I'll offer them double their money. Which is Keith is right. That's only four grand. Five is a magic number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will to give them double their money back if they sell back the property. Mind you, they've only, and then I wrote this. Mind you, they've only had the property for less than 24 hours. Less than 20, maybe 48 if they left the next day after Herman came home. Yeah, yeah. But they've only owned this property for a day. Yeah, and they're in love. Day. Yeah. That- like, They've really gotten attached to this thing. What if you double your money back? You'd be like, sold. Like, why would you not do that? That's a reasonable 100% return yeah. in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, come yeah. on. And that's like 15 grand. Today's money. Come on. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, that, that's a great deal. I would, yeah. yeah. 
drop of the hat, I would do that. Why not? I don't care how great it is. So Lily refuses. Oh, my, no. We're also crazy about it. I'm sure my husband wouldn't sell it any price. Nope. Any price? Come on. It's priceless. If they came back and they said $40,000, so they're still <laughs> making ten grand, right? Do you think Herman would go, no? Come on. <laughs> so Lily walks off. Good day, madam. Good day. Thank you for your generous offer. But it's so hard to find a vacation spot after the they closed down <laughs> Devil's Island. Always oh, going on about this Devil's Island. Yes, two dudes looked at one another like, "Huh." The dudes leave. Old boy, that's leader has an angle. That's why we're talking. I don't know, and it's a Scooby Doo angle. Yes, hey, can't buy him off. And we'll do it. Come back and scare him off. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? You're gonna do? Huh? <laughs> Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. This is a ghost town, right? So tomorrow night, and then so he says, tomorrow night we'll turn it into a real ghost town. And then they're going to kill him. Yeah. Turn him <laughs> in the ghost. <laughs> but I noted <laughs> down tomorrow night. I thought dude was coming back in the morning for the paperwork. Right. Oh, so that's true. Oh, just another continuity. bungled uh, script. And you know, they don't do more than one take continuity <laughs> out the window. <laughs> but those monsters will be nervous already from spending their first night in the, this dump. Wait until they hear weird voices and strange noises. They'll be out of their skulls. <laughs> Deep voice guys like, oh, oh that's a fifty thousand dollar idea. And then they do a very awkward handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? It, it's like in the predators, like you son of a bitch. Yes. They, 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 they grip fists, but they're sitting there just pumping back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is going on here? And they do it for a long time. I wish I would have zoomed in on their biceps. Yeah, <laughs> we could have made a monster's meme off of it. Then uh, <laughs> we get our first commercial break after the predator handshake. Come back. Grandpa has mounted the fish skeleton and hung it above the fireplace. Looks great. Add something to the place. Then boy, I really love this part right here. Eddie, when are you and your father going to be done with the comics? It's bedtime. Just a minute pan over to Eddie is sitting on Herman's lap reading a comic book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Herman is listening intently wearing a little cowboy hat. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love this cowboy hat so it's much. So small, yeah. <laughs> I think two episodes ago, Terry, you you would hope that there would be an episode where they're wearing cowboy yes. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and if he got it. Yeah. It's a miracle. The monster's miracle. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> but Eddie's literally reading this comic book, blah, blah, blah. Good of evil, robots exploding, all this stuff. There's there's times when they make Herman this lovable dope, and they do it here, and I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good one. Read me another one, Eddie. <laughs> and it's bedtime. Yeah. Oh, darn, darn. He's very upset. He's like, oh. I was watching Herman's eyes while this was happening, and he is not even looking at the comic book. He's like staring <laughs> off, imagining it in his head. He's not like even following along. There's <laughs> illustrations right there. <laughs> he looks like he's yeah, not even paying attention. <laughs> but hey, you know, he's got his own mind palace. He's imagining it probably a hundred times better than what's drawn on the page. Oh man, yeah. I, I and I like that. Like he's the one who then has to ask Lily for permission. Yes. Because he does. He begs Lily, just one more comic. No, Eddie has to go to bed. And he pouts. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but then Eddie wants his cowboy hat and stuff back. But Herman's like, no, I'm not done playing with it yet. <laughs> yeah, like, I love awesome. this so much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A little role play with Lily later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, ugh, Keith. 
bringing it down. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're always bringing it in the gutter, Keith. <laughs> you and your. I've only been here for two episodes. I can always be doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man. We've learned a lot today. Keith has a clone or a stunt double, and I've got an avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Keegan Man. Don't forget uh, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you, get, you have the player. avatar. I have an understudy, and Terry's clones. I mean. Terry's like his fifteenth iteration, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's first time hearing of it. This show is crazy. Uh, her <laughs> Eddie gives Herman a nice little kiss on the cheek and runs upstairs to bed. Herman gallantly strolls over to the bar very cowboy style <laughs> and i noticed he's got the six shooters on his side and holsters and he i wish he had spurs on that been great but he oh yeah jingle jangles his way over to the bar so he's wearing a bartender see what the boys in the back room will have <laughs> pounds his fist on the bar a candle shoots into the sky out of one bottle comes down and lands in mm-hmm. a different bottle um all right great Lady tells Herman to stop playing cowboy and go get some wood for the fire. Oh man. Herman goes out the saloon doors. They're the big, the, I don't know what, what are those doors called? Uh, oh, the swinging doors. Yeah. Saloon doors. <laughs> oh, Keith. <laughs> That's probably what they're called. hundred percent. I was hoping they had like a fun name though. Like, uh, flickety flangers or something like that. <laughs> flickety flangers? Salo- yeah. Saloon flaps. <laughs> I don't know. So saloon what? Saloon flaps. Okay, so Herman goes out to saloon flaps, uh, formerly known as flickety flangers. Uh, mm. <laughs> when he pokes his head back and he sticks the guns out and he goes, reach for the ceiling, Jesse James. I don't know. I guess was he calling himself Jesse James? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's trying to rob the place or something. Mm-hmm. Which Lily, Marilyn, and Grandpa just look. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so Herman busts into those saloon flappers. They flap back and knock him right onto his face, which is weird because Herman got hit by a car and didn't move in one episode. <laughs> now, right. Here he gets hit by some a dilapidated building yeah. saloon flappers and it gets <laughs> falls right on his face. And and I laughed because I thought it was very funny. <laughs> it was funny. Well, you know who else laughed? Grandpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grandpa laughs at him. Lily scolds. Herman gets up and struggles to. St- <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this too because he's trying to like spin the cap guns back into the holsters. So mm-hmm. he's spinning around on his fingers, trying to fling them into the holsters. Can't do it. He's stumbling. Gets out the door. Grandpa says, "Some daughters marry doctors. Some marry dentists. Mm-hmm. You had to marry." Henny Youngman. Keith? Uh, Henny Youngman. <laughs> At a career of seven decades of snappy, irreverent. Seven decades. Yeah, he's born Holy in 1906, uh, died in 1998. Wow. Uh, he had uh, snappy, irreverent one liners that put Henry, aka Henny Youngman, at the top of most comedians' lists of favorite showmen. The name sounded familiar to me and stuff, but like once you see like his face and stuff, you'd be like, oh, I know exactly who that guy is. Yeah. Cut to uh, Hannah Youngman. He's outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some. And he sounds like an old beat up shit. He knocks over the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he makes a crib. I'm like, man. I'm like, all right. He makes a Guess crash. he owns the property. He can just destroy whatever he wants. That's true. 10 acres. Inside, Lily says, Herman found some wood. Don't you love to watch a fire? I'm like, man, what the weird, weird conversations they have. Grandpa, <laughs> I've seen Chicago, San Francisco, and the burning of Rome. <laughs> 
You've seen what? one. You've seen them all. The yeah. burning of Rome. That was so long ago. Grandpa's thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's impressive. That's a that's a milestone. I would At say. least like fifteen hundred years old. I bet he looked exactly the same. And he talked exactly the same back then. <laughs> Spoke well, yeah, perfect I mean, English and Rome. Yeah. <laughs> At some point in time, I mean, he quits aging once he becomes a vampire. He's very, he's a very old uh, looking fellow here. So he didn't turn into a vampire until very old, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Not, he's like caveman I, when he got bit. That's an old man. And, I got to yeah. look it up now. When was the burning of Rome? Uh, they got like a exact date for it. <laughs> July 18th. Uh, through July 23rd of 64 AD. 64 <laughs> AD. Yes. Hmm. Wow. That's yeah. probably our earliest. Uh, that's probably the earliest one that we've had now of 64 AD. Yeah. And you know, grandpa tipped over that lantern on purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, anyway, Herman comes back in through the saloon flappers oh, with a bunch of wood. I have a question real quick. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Grandpa met Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> he was one of the disciples, possibly. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. knows? He was Judas. He seemed. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> this guy thinks he can tr- do magic tricks, but I'll show him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Water to wine. Watch this. Oh yeah, did Jesus never actually did the water to wine trick. It was all. <laughs> Grandpa standing <laughs> on the sidelines. Yep. <laughs> just off just off camera. Yeah. Oh my Jesus goodness. is really showboating it. He's like, look mm-hmm. at me. I'm the world's greatest magician. And yeah. everybody's like, mm-hmm. no, and, and nobody ever told him. Oh like, God. Just, just let it keep going. <laughs> oh, man, there's the I'm gonna have about 50 coin tosses in my head. And hopefully heads comes up so I don't have to edit that out. That's good. <laughs> Oh boy, I love that. That that is canon. Oh, what they met Jesus. Yes, that he was Judas. He did a, Grandpa's magic was all the miracles. That's amazing. Yes. Oh my God! And they did some like flippity flabbity, mm-hmm. uh, flippity bowed. Come on, Jesus, do your sermon on the mount. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness. I boy, well, you know, our subscriber numbers have been going up too. I'm sure they're dip after this one. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, I've seen those religious people were trying to really evangelical <laughs> crowd has been yep. coming to <laughs> Yep, strong, strong evangelical support. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's why that's why we always quote the Bible at the end of each episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my throat hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Herman comes in. Where'd you get the wood? Oh, I had to break up a building. I hope no one was in it. What? <laughs> this, <laughs> this town is wood, 100%, falling over. You didn't have to destroy a building to get wood. You could just. Yeah, there's no way. You could grab like a tumbleweed and ripped it apart or something. Yep. But then we get a little mini recap. And Herman's like, hey, you mentioned those two men. I wonder what they were so eager to buy the property back for. Well, he's like, well, they must have realized what a paradise it really is here. We cut to outside. The two men are pulling up, and that's when we get this clip. <laughs> Gil, we'll have these monsters running in no time. <laughs> yeah, we'll really scare them. <laughs> What's the matter? That. It's the Big Billy sign. 
that died music June sixth. There's a story going around that Big Billy comes back every year and really spooks this place. And today is June sixth. You big dummy, that's just a story made up for the tourists to give the place some glamour. I'm glad it's just a story because the last guy I want to run into tonight is Big Billy. I wonder where this could be going. Would never want to run into anybody big. No. Now, <laughs> did you notice how <laughs> Scooby Dooish that music was when they looked at the sign? Yeah. The, and now this is pre Scooby Doo, only by a few years, but that's true. Yeah. All I needed was like, yeah, a dog and Matt going like, row, row. And then, yeah. Like shivering and like the teeth chattering noise. It's like, that's like uber creepy. Yes. Uh, so Herman, uh, they cut back to Herman's like, ah, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, he's going to go to bed. Why? Lily, Marilyn, Grandpa, they're playing cards. Herman's like, ah, peace out. I need some sleep. Herman yawns so powerfully, it breaks a bunch of bottles and a mirror. So there's a bunch of broken glass on the bar now and a broken mirror. It's been a while since a mirror's broken in the show, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he this, didn't have to look at this one to break it. No, he just had to yawn in the general direction of it. Which is remarkable. That's a remarkable yawn power, to be honest. That is. Yeah. That's about, like hundreds of miles per hour wind right there. Yeah. So that outside, the real estate morons, that's what I wrote, are in the back alley. And they look through a boarded up window to spy on Lily, Marilyn, Grandpa. Convenient that Herman just went to bed, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It switches to a point of view of the real estate morons. And for some reason, it looks like they're peeking through a curtain. Yeah, it's a weird angle or something. A Marlboro can... packaging. It's like a <laughs> Chevron at the top of Marlboro box. <laughs> it is. I, I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Because um, it's very hard, right? It just comes to a peak and like the corners are blacked out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that, that, there's no way that's what they're looking through. Um, anyway, Grandpa says it's a great place to vacation because it reminds him of the places he used to haunt in the old country. And Lily's like, yeah, we'd sit around the fire just like this and talk to our old relatives, some they hadn't seen in hundreds of years. Lily reminisces, yeah, hardly a night would go by when someone didn't try to get in contact with us. Boy, it's just all set up. It's like one lob after another, and they're all just suspended above the rim. (laughs) Right when she is going to tell a story, there's a thudding outside. Cut outside, and there's two morons hitting the wall with like a board i don't yeah know. i guess yeah but they can they're in a position where they can see and hear them and hear them uh-huh. and they don't hear lily explain like hey we used to do this all the time where we would sit and like communicate with, the with dead. ghosts yes <laughs> uh let's see if we can scare them with a ghost obviously it's not gonna work so they start making some noises like what's that and they all listen. Is someone trying to get in touch with us? Grandpa's like, yep, it's my no good cousin Humphrey. <laughs> it's Humphrey. Knock anywhere. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that. It's Humphrey. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Dump, Uncle dump, Humphrey. Yep. Marilyn's like, you're going to answer? But Grandpa's like, hell no. He holds a grudge. Dude stole his aspirin during the Black Plague. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> stole your aspirin during the Black Plague. It's one of his first inventions. Yes. <laughs> so so outside, dudes are like, man, these morons, they can't believe the monsters are ignoring them. Can you believe they're ignoring us? Like, give me a dime. I'm like, what's what's he going to do with this dime? I got an idea. Takes it, reaches his hand in, 
puts it into the coin slot on a player piano that's conveniently right next to this window. Uh, he's like, this will really get him. I'm like, yeah, I guess. The player piano starts playing terribly. Just out of tune, wobbly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Humphrey. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it keeps going. Grandpa, stop it. Stop it. He's <laughs> playing. He was always a terrible piano player. Grandpa waves his hand at the piano, and that shit blows up. Starts going bonkers. There's the the reel starts flying out. Papers are flapping, smoking shit coming all over the place. Morons in the alley are like, "Oh, this piano's gonna blow up on us right now!" Like they didn't sh- they didn't notice Grandpa do something. <laughs> no, I guess no. not. But that wide view of like the room they can see in, yeah, they, didn't, they missed this yeah. part. Grandpa goes, "Ah, let's not let that good no good Humphrey ruin our night." Let's all go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's ruining the night. You guys were having fun talking, playing cards. Now Humphrey's here. You're going to go to bed? Yeah, well. In the alley, those morons, they can't believe they aren't scared. Oh, God, they aren't scared. Why aren't they doing it? They're just going to bed. So they're going to put on some Halloween costumes and really go scare them. (laughs) Pull them out of the bag. One guy is spooked by the skeleton mask. And then I wrote, these guys suck. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Fade to intense snoring. Herman snoring. Lily sleeping. Dude in a skeleton costume is downstairs, followed by the KKK ghost. <laughs> oh, God. This no. ghost outfit. Uh, <laughs> a smiley face drawn right on the sheets. Oh, man. It was I mean, rough. Charlie Brown does better than that. Yes. This is a very difficult one to watch, too. So he's in this ghost costume that we'll just say it's a ghost costume. And the other guy's in a skeleton costume. Uh, one dude trips and makes a noise. Lily wakes up. She wakes up Herman. Herman, wake up. Herman sleep talks. Yes, Captain Kangaroo. I will brush my teeth every day. <laughs> I loved this line so much. Yeah. Herman is such a dope in this episode. He's childlike, and I love mm-hmm. it. Yep. Top tier Herman. Yes. Finally, Lily gets Herman, shakes him up. He's like, I heard a noise downstairs. Dudes make noise again. There it is again. Herman's like, yep, that's a noise. All right. And he rolls back over. Goes to make sleep. Now, remember the last time there was a noise downstairs? Herman got a gun out of the dresser. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was, either, it was a water yeah, gun, but it was <laughs> a gun. Yeah, well, he thought it was loaded with one bullet. At least he can take somebody out or he's going to take himself <laughs> out. <laughs> yep. Lily tells him to go down there and see who it is. Herman gets up and lights a candle. The dudes, they're coming up the stairs. Herman's putting on the cowboy hat and the cat pistols. <laughs> Man, I love this. You never know who you might run into. I saw Western on TV once and Nick Adams was prowling around. Geet? Uh Nick Adams. Uh, he was a uh, he's an actor. Uh, was born in 1931, died in 1968. Uh, he's best known to audiences as Johnny Yuma in the TV series The Rebel. Mm. Um, he was uh, nominated for an Oscar in 1964, best supporting actor uh, for a role in the movie called Twilight of Honor. I know this guy. No, I've actually I've seen. I know who this guy was. I know this reference. He was in a Godzilla movie. Yeah, uh, of the Astro Monster. Well, I didn't know who Nick Adams was. But I was like, no. Well, if he's anything like Scott Adams, then yeah, you want to shoot this guy. That's good. That's a, that's a Dilbert. <laughs> Scott Adams. He's pretty terrible. The two dudes are out in the hallway now when Herman starts to open the door. 
And the one's like, someone's coming. Wait till they get a load of us. And they looked like clowns. They looked like literal <laughs> yes. clowns standing it's, in the hallway. The yeah. the the guy wearing the sheets with the smiley face is just so dumb looking. Yes. Like, but he's got like a rope around his neck and stuff. I don't know. I didn't like that outfit. Herman assumes it's other guests. He's like, oh, look, other guests. So he puts on his best Western green. Howdy, partners. We'll all be hanged. Laugh <laughs> <laughs> says that. I'll yep. be hanged. <laughs> and then there goes, it's Big Billy back from the dead. Then we get the high speed run down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Skeleton man swings from the hanging lights like the floor is lava. He goes out the he goes out the saloon flappers. Then the then the clan ghost dives on the bar and slides down it and out the window. That bar was covered in broken glass earlier, so he's oh yeah, he's true. Mm. Yeah, that white sheet's turning red right now. Uh, <laughs> Herman and Lily come down the stairs. Herman's like, "Wait, sir, sir!" It was some other guests that decided not to stay. Shame, because they looked like a couple of fun fellows. Commercial time. Two minutes and 34 seconds left in the episode. And we still have zero resolution to anything. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the Munster house, Lily is tidying up. So not even they have not even just returning now. Eddie comes up from the basement. There's some train noises. Oh, Grandpa's really done a great job. Blah, blah, blah. Are we going to Happy Valley again next weekend? Oh, I'm afraid not. Your father just sold all the property up there. Why? I don't no. know. Well, we'll find out. Eddie's upset because it's the only place he ever felt they ever went to that he f- it seemed like home. Herman, <laughs> Herman, just off camera for some reason, says, Don't doubt, don't doubt your old man. I just sold the land to that missile company. Well, I can't remember what the name was, but I sold the land to a missile company and they're working on a missile that in times of trouble will solve all of our problems by blowing up the world. <laughs> what uh, i'm like man that's dark that is really dark <laughs> but accurate <clears throat> no we are yeah you're totally right yeah Herman. once for once herman's words of wisdom he's <laughs> not wrong he's got all kinds of words of wisdom now to wrap it up because of and he's, well if we can't go to happy valley where we go for vacations herman scoops a betty and carries around like a baby for some reason and he says well i can always stay home <laughs> basically it's like well we'll just stay at home which has been which was the resolution after they went camping, wasn't it? Like, yeah, we're going to stop going out and having fun. We'll just stay at home from now on. Yeah. Nope. And it's that one where like, uh, what was it? Like the where Herman was supposed to go to the dance party, but he didn't. Oh, because, that's right. And so it was, was the like, company we'll party. He had a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came home buzzed. It's like, nah, I just won't go out and have fun mm-hmm. anymore. We'll stay at home. Yep. Because as Frank Sinatra has said on so many occasions, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. <laughs> Wait, but that's not a Sinatra specific thing, right? That that's the end of so. all anxiety. Being ever so humble, there's no whatever. Uh, <clears throat> outside, see, I like this. There's no place like home. Outside, lightning hits the roof and starts a fire. Inside, spot breeze fire. An explosion from the basement launches Grandpa into the rafters. I love that visual. It was so that great. was awesome. Yes, <laughs> yes, Eddie. And Grandpa there, Herman just keeps talking. Give me a house by the side of the road, and I'll be a friend to man. Lighting hits the <laughs> roof again, starts the same fire again. Um, inside the ceiling crashes right next to Herman. Like the beams come down, like right in front of Herman. Mm. While he's holding Eddie. Mm. The bird pops out and says, 
I thought Edgar Allan Poe was cracked up. Yes. Lily pushes that bird back in. Some stealing shit falls on Herman's head. And then credits. What was happening? It was like Herman like cursing the house. Lightning's like striking every time he speaks some sort of semblance of a wise like saying. I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It's like, uh, you know what? There's no place beats home. And then the home just blowing up and shit. Yeah, it explodes. <laughs> Grandpa f- shooting out of the basement trap door into the yes. rafters was great. Him like hanging from it, like all like mm-hmm. broken and disheveled. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. But also like, I don't know. I mean, like, this is going to be like one of my favorite episodes overall anyway, but like just such a dumb ending. <laughs> like him, him giving that like speech, the speech that he normally gives, um, you know, like some place earlier on when he like wants to demand that they're going to do something or whatever. Uh, and now instead he goes, you know, he, he gives it at the end and it just, it makes absolutely no sense, especially with like things blowing up all around him and yeah. stuff like that. The house falling, literally just falling apart. And uh, yeah, it, it just, I don't know. That's a weird ending. I, I think it's the juxtaposition. That's supposed to be funny. And it was grandpa flying out of the basement though. 10 out of 10 first for that. <laughs> But there it was, season one, episode 35. I think we kind of gave our gist of it. Uh, well, Terry, what did you think of this episode? Uh, you know, I like some aspects of it, but the biggest like problem I have is I felt like it was kind of just boring. Like mm, it just was I them like, kind of sitting around and not doing much. Yeah. Like even some of the episodes where I'm like, eh, this wasn't very good. It, like it goes by pretty quick usually, but this one I did feel like it was dragging for me. Like mm-hmm. I think Herman's stuff is really good in this. Uh, and there's a couple like weird jokes here and there, like yeah, like grandpa flying through the ceiling and like that scream like coming from his little box. I mean, that was awesome, but I don't know. I, I thought that the it was a little dull for, uh, yeah. for a monster's episode. Yeah, he, like he um very like, very much that the scream is the most interesting part of the whole thing. Oh, it God, never yeah. comes and never comes back around again. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, I just thought it was just kind of Okay, I mean, you got what you expected. Once they got there, you're like, "Oh, they're gonna love this place." Mm-hmm. And the the two guys, they're the two real estate, you know, scammers. They're not, you know, they're not really all that good when it comes to like them trying to scare them away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So just, nothing really sticks out that much for me in this episode. No, I I I think the Herman stuff, the childlike Herman wonder. Love that. Everything else is rehashed just now. It's in a ghost town. Mm-hmm. It's like the end of the first season. They're getting tired. We don't know what else to do. Well, what if there's scammers? We've done that before, but they're real estate mm-hmm. scammers. And we've kind of done that already in a ghost town. <laughs> Ooh, oh, there we go. I like yep. that. Yeah. Can Herman wear a hat? Mm-hmm. Yes, he can. All right. Didn't didn't we just have him dressed up like a Texan two times? You know, like <laughs> yeah. two episodes, two episodes ago. ago. No, no, you know what? This time though, it's a kid's hat, and uh, and he'll have the little little cap pistols. If Funko Pops existed in the sixties, do you know how many different variations of Herman wearing outfits there would be? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god, god. yeah, be so many. I'd buy them all too. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I'd uh, buy them now if they could just come up with those now. I would probably buy a, a, a bunch of those. We know what we thought on IMDb. There's one review, and oh. I'll let you guess who it's from. December yeah. 2007, eight out of yeah. ten. Man, this guy <laughs> loves eight out of tens. Yeah, a ghost town is just fine with the monsters. I'm not gonna read it because it <laughs> is 100% a recap, except for the last line. Sadly, 
Reeves died a couple years after playing this TV role. Oh, <laughs> wow. Seven out of seven mm. found that helpful. Probably somebody wanted to be like, hmm, is Richard Reeves still alive? No. <laughs> yeah, that's the seven people. <laughs> yep. They're all trying to figure out if he was still alive. Wanted to send a birthday card. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really loved you in this Monsters episode where you dressed up like a creepy ghost. Oh. <laughs> God, that's I think actually has a skeleton, but but. well, Herman broke down a building to get firewood. Clan ghost broke through the window, but you know what didn't break this episode? Or back in episode one, you know what didn't break? The goddamn babysitter. Nothing Mm. could break that woman. She was unflappable. She saw the monsters. She said, "Cool," but something's got to break her eventually, (laughs) right? Maybe it's episode 35. What broke the babysitter in this episode? I think it's, uh, you know, when they're getting ready to leave to go on vacation and um, the bird pops out of the clock and is like, yeah, let's go check out some girls. And she's Ooh. like, mm, you know, we've been, we've been kind of having like a flirtatious thing here. Now you're going to like go off and oh, find other women. Oh, like, <laughs> what the heck? Like she. <laughs> <laughs> they had a side fling going. Oh no! That's why we don't see that bird so often in the show. Wow, he's busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and he's uh, you know she's a little upset. She's like, I thought we had a thing going on here. I thought mm-hmm. we were getting somewhere, and it's here you're just gonna go running off with uh, you know any extra ladies you can find. Oh my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Babysitter's been banging the bird. It's still no eggs. Mm-hmm. It's still no eggs. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I leaned into the fact that I said they've been kind of like flirting around <laughs> with each other. I just want to make it clear: I did not say she was banging the bird. Okay, oh, uh, I said they had a little like uh, thing going on, a little back and a forth, and thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, eventually, I'm sure. Yes, it learns. It lean. It eventually would end up with her banging the bird. But you know, maybe right now they're just at a flirting stage, and I don't know. It's sure. just. Yeah, we knew where you're going, Keith. We knew. Yeah, we got the applications. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be working it. Yeah, mutually, <laughs> mutually working it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I think the babysitter. You know, she's really excited for dinner. She's just off screen when these real estate people arrive, trying to you know buy back their property. And Lily's really, she's trying to cook dinner with that big spoon, and she gets distracted and runs off. And you know, the babysitter doesn't really look at what she's cooking, and she hears like a kind of like a a pitiful moo coming from it. She's like, what? <laughs> Doesn't sound like an ox. And she looks in there and it wasn't oxtail soup. It was a cow tail soup the whole time. Oh God. And she's gonna she flips out, you know. She kind of her world is shook. She uh, rips her hair out and runs out the window, screaming gibberish, and uh yeah, jumps into the mustard's mobile and rams into a wall at high speed. Oh it's my crazy. god. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man. Does the car explode? <laughs> uh yeah, it, it explodes. She goes flying out the, the windshield and lands on her feet and is perfectly fine, except for her broken mind. I think she broke. She she knew the monsters went away for the weekend, but June 6th is a special day for them. It's the first day they, they met the monsters and she was going to surprise them. So she followed them up there and she's waiting for the right time. So she's outside hiding. She had a cake and everything. She's <laughs> like, hmm, here's a good one. She, she gets in this little shack. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Herman comes out. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's some firewood, and destroys the building. <laughs> Bringing some firewood inside. Herman's like, oh, I sure hope no one was in there. 
Well, the babysitter was in there, and now she's literally broken. She is, <laughs> she is, she is buried under the the underneath all the boards. Cake is all smashed. <laughs> she's just help, help, and this is pre cell phones, mm. so who knows? I bet you the uh, the two real estate morons probably heard it. It's like this place is haunted. Yes, help, help me. Turned into like a 127 hour situation or whatever that movie is. <laughs> she was off her own mm-hmm. arm. Yeah. Well, she eats the cake for a while first. <laughs> well, you think the guy in 127 hours ate his arm for sustenance? No, I'm saying she lasts as long because she was eating the cake for <laughs> oh. a while. Yeah. No. I thought she started eating her arm. Mm. I'm so hungry. She's hungry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Keith. Now we're on cannibalism. Well, I mean, it's frosted with some chocolate. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the babysitter's broken. I'm half dead over here. I think the only thing we have left to do is wrap this puppy up. Whew, there was season one, episode 35, Herman's Happy Valley. Uh, but before we do our signature sign off and, and uh, right off into the sunset, we got to let people know what's going on. So, Keith. What you got going on for the people? Oh, boy. We got uh, just a couple episodes left of That Was Great, Wasn't It? Season 2 of the Karate Kid cartoon. I've been matching up with the exact dates that the uh, actual episodes aired. And so we've had a couple off weeks because they took weeks off for like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't show anything new. So we it, it stretched out to a very, very much longer uh, set of weeks than I expected. But we're almost done. And... Most recent episode, I think, had uh, some some new friends of the show, the Opinionated Lushes, hmm. and uh, I just want to say they were they were fantastic to have on. It's a very fun episode, and I hope people uh, check it out. Were they opinionated? They were. They were. Were they, they drunk? As, they weren't as drunk, I don't think, as their normal show, but uh, <laughs> they were opinionated about nice. stuff, and it ends up being a very fun episode for them to be on as well. Oh, nice. But yeah, uh, so we got uh, a couple more. Um left in in the tank i it's almost kind of like this first season of the monsters where i'm just like can we get to the end please it's, it's <laughs> we can't take much more of it and uh but yeah check that out and then um you know whatever else nice. so so when the are you gonna like uh do an episode every time like the reruns happen to like so like once they start re-rolling the show you got the <laughs> recovery no, check no, no no we one and done Oh, just the first runs, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah. We're just doing we're just doing the first runs, and um, that's pretty good, I guess. Well, yeah, because like Pro Stars reran for like seven years. I would love it. You had to talk about the same episodes of Pro Stars for like seven years. (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) No, please, no. Oh my gosh! But what about you, Terry? Turbo Teen? Yeah, hey, go go watch Turbo Teen on YouTube if you find it. That's a great show, great concept. If you ever want to see a teenage boy slowly shift and transition into a automobile, <laughs> it looks so painful. It yes. looks like it's the most painful oh, transformation yeah. ever. And he's smiling mm-hmm. the whole time as a stretched face becomes a <laughs> the front of a car. It's it's a glorious show. Uh, but if yeah. you that doesn't sound interesting to you, then you can always go listen to Run the Real. There's a it's an archive podcast, <laughs> <laughs> so you can listen to the episodes. Though the news come out recently, but we've got plenty of backlogs, so check it out. We do we talk about movies and such, so I'm sure there's a movie on there you've seen that you can listen to and hear our thoughts on it. So check mm-hmm. it out. Nice, and as always, um, check us out on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Monster Hunters. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunters on all the socials. 
we are rapidly approaching the holiday season and the end of the year. Oh, we've yes. only got three episodes of Munsters after this. If we don't miss any days, this oh. episode 38 will come out on December 26th. And it'll be the new year with new monsters. Oh my god. Oh man. Can yeah, we we'll do have it? to figure mm-hmm. out like what we do in between the seasons? Because I don't know if we can roll right into season two and maintain sanity. <laughs> we gotta take a break. We'll have to do something. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll have to do um, like a, a recap episode and then like a musical episode and oh, a flashback ooh, a musical episode. episode. Yeah, nice. We'll, do, well yeah. we know Keith knows some instruments and we'll just yeah. I'll, I gotta buy the accordion. <laughs> I gotta yeah. buy an accordion. <laughs> Oh boy. But yeah, check all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Monsterhunters.com, Monsterhunters on the socials. Email us, tweet us with Twitter still exists when this comes through. Mm-hmm. Or if we're still on Twitter, I'm really debating mm-hmm. on just jettisoning. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, there it is. Monster Hunters. And yeah. then uh we should probably sign off and do the things that we do every episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> my no words my living doll <laughs> the guy just staring at the camera smiling julie newmar oh living nice. doll shows up after it just keeps going <laughs> oh my goodness there's no words. No. Nope. Uh, the the comments on, on a couple of videos have been like, you chose this intro. Why don't you do the other one? And I couldn't find the other one anywhere. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the pop-up filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.